Big run for St. John's. They take a 67-56 lead with less than four minutes to go against Creighton. So this is college basketball for you. We've seen it so many times this year. Creighton, a big win against UConn. And then it looks like now they're going to follow up with a loss against St. John's. That game with about four minutes to go. Then you also have Maryland and Rutgers. The Terps got some late money coming into the game, and uh, they're up 54-40 to 40 on Rutgers with seven minutes to play. SMU in South Florida, the Bulls, one of the great stories this year in college basketball, up 57-45 to 45 now on SMU with 10 minutes to play. So, Dan, looks like I'm going to go 0-3 on all my live bets, which is just awesome. You know, want a little bit more action, keep me entertained, watch these games, ends up backfiring. So, uh, you know, that's that's live betting. That's how it goes. Sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't. All three of those teams that were big dogs at halftime were all favored, and uh, looks like none of them are going to come back and make any of these games interesting. So, crazy, man. Underdogs to start the day looking pretty, pretty good so far. Nah, you know, you, sometimes you, you ride the wave and you get a big surf, and other times you go uh, crashing beneath the water, right? And today, both you and I are crashing beneath the water. Indeed. Because this Creighton this St. John's thing is, is just crushing me. I mean, congratulations to Rutgers, who has now officially scored more points in the second half than the 18 they scored in the first half. So good job, guys, there. But uh, they just could not, they can't hang with Maryland. And Maryland's not even that good this year. So we're crashing today. I had such a, this is what I get, PJ. I, the, literally the first thing I said was how good of a day I had yesterday. And now Damn. I'm paying the price. It's, it's how it goes, Dan. The ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of sports betting. Uh, so South Florida up by nine with nine minutes left to play. I really like this Bulls team, man. Their head coach was uh, the coach at Kennesaw State last year when they made the tournament nearly upset Xavier. So uh, it's got another good squad this year. And I hope that college basketball moving forward heads in the direction of like when we're comparing teams like South Florida, who's a really good mid-major and we get these teams out of these Power 5 conferences that are, like, barely holding on. Give me the mid-major school every single time, right? So I'm, uh, I'm hoping that South Florida, even though I'm going to lose this SMU bet, continues to win games so that even though if they don't win their conference tournament, the American can be a two-bid league with FAU and hopefully uh, USF, and they can get into the tournament because they're a really good team, really good story this year but uh again they lead by 10 st john's up 11 and maryland up 14 so double digit games going on in the three college hoops game that we are monitoring so far we also have spring training underway in major league baseball and now it's time to look at some futures as we look at the al cy young odds for this upcoming season Garrett Cole is plus 500 for the Yankees. Kevin Gosman plus 650 for the Jays. You have Framber Valdez plus 850 for the Strohs. Corbin Burns, newly acquired pitcher for the Orioles at plus 900. Pablo Lopez of the Twins is 11 to 1. Luis Castillo of the Mariners is also 11 to 1. George Kirby of the Mariners is 16 to 1. Then you have Tariq Skubal of the Tigers, 18 to 1. Cole Reagans of the Royals, 20 to 1. And Dylan Cease of the White Sox is 20 to 1. As well, Denton. When you look at uh, AL Cy Young, anything that uh, that you like? All right, so I got a question for you. This is just a philosophical question here, because the Cy Young is an individual award. Mm -hmm. But do you think any team success factors in to the award? Because some Not of the guys that you mentioned are yeah. going to be on teams 
that could potentially be 20, 30, maybe even 40 games under 500. Like, can you see a guy pitching for the Tigers who win, let's just say, 80 games? Can he win a Cy Young? I think his numbers would have to be better than a guy on a contender, but I certainly think in the last decade or so that wins-losses haven't been as much of a factor, and you can win a Cy Young award if you play for a team that's that's not going to be good, that's not going to make a playoff. So to answer your question, yes, but I think it's it's going to be harder for that team. Like, certainly it's going to be harder for a Tariq Skubal than it will be for a Garrett Cole or a Framber Valdez of a right. team that we know is going to be completing, competing for a playoff spot, trying to win a World Series. Like, I think it's going to be harder for those guys. So you have to take that into consideration then. Because that what you're effectively saying is that some of these guys have to be like the the absolute no doubter, right? Best pitcher in the in the uh, in the league for them to win the award. So just based off of that, if you think a team like Kansas City or Detroit is maybe not going to be good, I would immediately take them off the slip and say, all right, I don't think this team's going to be all that good. I'm not going to put any money on them. I do look at your Orioles as one of the potential boomer bust teams. They were so good last season. So I think the expectation coming into this season is that they're going to be just as good, if not at least a little bit better. If they end up being better, that nine to one value on Corbin Burns is huge. They just acquired him. Yeah. They, yeah. They just acquired him. He's going to be their number one guy. If they're just as good or better than they were last year, you put him in a really good spot there. So I like that nine to one value. But I also am a little worry, weary of a team that was a surprise maintaining that level of competitiveness. Now, I think they're built a little bit differently than we've seen um, in, in years past with these sorts of situations. But as of right now, I look at him at 9-1 to one and say that I feel pretty confident about that. But if I'm going to put this, this money of mine on anybody, at least on this list, I'm going Valdez from the Astros. Because one thing I've learned over the past decade is the Astros are consistently good and they have a great pitching staff. They just kind of pump these dudes out, whether it's Keuchel, Garrett Cole. I mean, they obviously they had uh, uh, Justin there for a little bit. But now with Valdez, like I'm, I'm looking at him at 850 plus 850 and saying, all right, I think this team's going to be good. I think if he's the best pitcher on a team that's really good, that puts him in a really good spot to, to win the award, more so than a guy that's good on a bad team. So... I would lean him at plus 850. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, I, I think both Orioles pitchers are intriguing. Burns at plus 900, Grayson Rodriguez at 25 to 1, especially because of the injury of Bradish. Those guys, they're going to need more out of them. Burns, certainly, right? Like they traded away two MLB ready prospects for Burns. He's on his final year of his deal. So they're they're really going to use him. So I can see the angle behind Burns plus 900. Grayson Rodriguez for the Orioles was the top pitching prospect in baseball a couple of years ago. Had a great second half of the season last year. I think he's intriguing. Kind of like Zach Eflin at 30 to 1 of Tampa Bay. I mean, you talk about organizations just churning out pitchers. Does anybody do it better and without uh more media coverage than the Tampa Bay Rays. They just roll out of bed every year, win 90 games, and they always seem to have one or two starters that have great numbers for him. Eflin, when he got traded over, was awesome for him. So if he puts that together for a full season, I think a 31 to 30-1 to 1 price for him could, uh, could be really good. 
Then you got guys with like electric stuff at 100 to 1 as well. Mason Miller could be a guy to watch for Seattle at 100 to 1. He was nasty when he got called up last year, but it's going to be an interesting race. I, uh, I, I certainly think the two Orioles pitchers could be good. I think Pablo Lopez at 11 to 1 for Minnesota. He's a really good pitcher as well. Um, could be a guy that I would target. If I had to make a bet, though, I think I'd put it on Burns at plus 900 or Zach Eflin at 30 to 1 for Tampa. I think uh, one of those two guys for me would be guys that I would target for AL Cy Young. Seattle's got some really good pitchers, too, Denton, like Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Luis Castillo. Uh, you know, that's another team that's got really good arms. They play in one of the best pitchers' parks in baseball out there in Seattle. If you had to take a choice on any of the Seattle guys, Castillo, Kirby, or Gilbert, would would you maybe look into a bet with any of those three? Uh, I I think I would lean Kirby. I just like the value a little bit better, 16 to 1. Um, so I, he's the guy that I would lean. But honestly, like Seattle was a team I was talking about, right? Because they were really good a couple years ago. They had such high expectations last year and completely fell off. Hopefully they're better uh, this year so I would lean Kirby if you're making me choose between the three but honestly I wouldn't I don't know if I'd bet any Seattle Mariners to uh to win the Cy Young what do you think about Dylan Cease this is one of the best pitchers in baseball a couple years ago and last year the White Sox just what a disaster of a season Cease really <laughs> wasn't good he's been the talk of you know maybe trades to the Orioles trades to the White Sox trades to some of these other teams he's got two years left on his deal at 20 to 1, even though the White Sox are going to be really bad, you know, you talked about it earlier. Do you take a guy off the Tigers? Do you take a guy off the Royals? Well, C certainly has the track record. He's got the name that people are aware of, and he could have the chip on his shoulder like, look, I'm trying to win a ring. I'm trying to get out of Chicago. What do you think of Cease at 20 to 1? Because you got a guy who could be motivated to get out of the White Sox, and then when he does go to a new home, he might be pitching on a contender. And obviously, they could be really using him, you know, having him throw 110 pitches plus at each start. Do you see an angle maybe for Dylan Cease at 20 to 1? So, one, I'm not betting on anybody on the White Sox. Two, I would never put a futures on someone that I think is going to get traded. Just because it, well, if they get traded from the AL to the NL, what does that do to your bet, right? So, I would never bet on somebody that I anticipate is going to get traded. My guess is that you're right. He's not going to finish the season with the White Sox if he's having the caliber of year that would put him in the conversation for Cy Young. So while I think he himself could have a great season, I would not put my money on a guy that plays on a bad team that wants to get traded to another team. It's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's a good point, too, if they change, you know, leagues to the AL or the NL or vice versa. Um you know, how does that all, how does that all work? I, I think Cease could be intriguing though, just for the reasons that I mentioned, because I, I do think he has a bounce back season. I think he'll be highly motivated and uh, I think there's a chance he could be traded to a contender. I think the White Sox are doing the right thing, knowing that, you know, they certainly could trade him this off season, but you wait in the deadline when teams get more desperate, maybe they throw in another prospect that they wouldn't have back in January or February. So be interesting AL Cy Young race. Garrett Cole, of course, your favorite with the Yankees at plus 500. Two hours down, two hours still to go here on Sunday's bets. PJ Glasser alongside Denton Day. Going to have a guest join us for the first time uh, this show in the next hour, 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. Joseph Duarte is going to join us to talk about the Houston Cougars. And is this a different year? 
for the Cougs heading into the NCAA tournament. We're going to talk some college basketball, though. Stock up, stock down. Which teams do Denton and I like and don't like heading into the tournament as we are three Sundays away from Selection Sunday? That coming up next on Sunday's Bets.